0: What's up? Welcome to Bow Down, the teaching ministry of Pastor Chris Tress. Let's go ahead and turn to um, Isaiah chapter 9. And I just, uh, for those of you who surprised uh, my wife and I for, for the 10th year, um, thank you. Uh, we really uh, sincerely appreciate it and uh you couldn't see me crying, but I was crying, okay? You can never tell when I'm crying, so that's what my wife always says. But it uh, really touched our hearts, and uh, we just felt so uh, overwhelmed uh, with just honor and, uh, and thanksgiving. So. And I'm Hawaiian, by the way. I just never had enough cash to get over there, so I didn't have enough bread to, to make the trip. So I get to go back to my people like Moses. So I'm really, really, really excited. Just kidding. You're my people. I'm here with my people. All right. Um, Yesterday, oh, Gary, Gary, I forgot, man. If you could just scoot in, I don't know who can scoot in, but if somebody can scoot in, we have people back there that don't have seats. Um, I think they did it. And by the way, we do have an 830 service every Sunday. There's a lot of room. You can scratch out. Hey, let's let's go ahead and pray. Father, we just come before you and we humble our hearts, God. We humble our hearts. We ask, God, for your spirit. We ask for revelation from above. We ask, God, that you would just awaken your bride We ask, God, that you would just give great discernment so we can see past the things that are coming at us and begin to look behind to see what's really going on. God, I pray for the kind of discernment that the Apostle Paul had when the girl was following him for three days and he turned around and he cast out the spirit of her, the python spirit. I pray for that kind of revelation for your people as we live in a time and a place where we are in greater need of revelation, God, greater need of what what is the Spirit saying. And Father, call us out of this world. Call us out of this world so that we live heavenly-minded, so that we can be earthly good. We welcome your presence in this place. God, I come against the just the 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 thoughts and the the things that have been brought into this place that are not of you and we ask that your word would just would just remove those things the power of your word God we trust in you we welcome you now in Jesus name amen I want you to turn to Isaiah 9:10 Isaiah 9:10 if you have your bibles um yesterday we we It was 9-11, and it's a uh, 20-year anniversary for our nation. A lot of you young people uh, might have been in diapers or some maybe not even born, Um, but it had a huge effect on our country. It had a huge effect on our nation. And so um, every year, my wife and I try to watch a couple of of, uh, shows uh, that go back so that we can kind of remember. And as I was watching the shows with my wife the other day, the I, I believe the Holy Spirit just just was began to speak to me, um, and just really um, I, I was I'm getting I'm, I I wanted to do two series on on disciple making we were we want we want to be a church that that makes disciples okay I'm going to talk more about that a little bit later in fact if you have your ca- if you have a pen or a, a calendar or whatever get it out right now um, on the nineteenth at five o'clock right here. I'm gonna do an hour-long vision cast for a discipleship program that I'm personally gonna launch. Okay, so some of you said, "Hey, Pastor Chris, will you disciple me?" And I used to say, "Yeah, no problem. Move into uh, 5:16 for 10 months, and uh, and then we can do that." So, but now, uh, church, uh, I believe it's it's time. So, so uh, please mark your calendars for that. It'll be kind of a vision cast. Um, for this discipleship process, but as I was just kind of looking at this um and 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 watching what was happening with nine eleven I saw um people just bonding together, just bonding together in love and and I was watching one story and 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 you had this like Italian guy, you had this white guy, you had this black guy, you had and, and everybody just didn't care about any of that stuff. They were just banding together and laying down their lives for one another to get out of the building to, to you know, a handicapped person, you know, and they're, they're picking her up and carrying her out, and, and and everybody, like, all of a sudden was like, man, we can't leave anybody behind, right? So a lot of the drama that We're seeing now, 20 years later in our society, it just wasn't there in that moment because the attacks came, the attacks came. Also, the great respect and honor for the firemen, for the police who are running into their buildings, who are trying to save lives. There was like this honor, right? People were wearing like NYPD, right? And now where are we we? 20 years later? There's a hatred. There's a flat-out hatred, and we've become so polarized, and we, myself, the world, have become complicit in that. Isaiah 9.10, the bricks have fallen, but we will build with dressed stones. The sycamores have been cut down, but we will put cedars in their place. Uh, God is speaking to the nation of Israel who came under judgment, but when they were attacked, instead of repenting, they built back better, and they built back bigger. What did our nation do when the towers went down? They built back better and they built back bigger. America is not Israel. But understand, I believe the church missed a moment in time for an awakening. I, I believe the church missed the time for a, a real repentance to begin to happen with, with, within our country for what was going on. Because when things are not addressed, when, when, when things are not repented of, they will continue to manifest. Honestly, I look at our nation right now, and it's like I can't even recognize... Or understand what's going on. There's so much division. And I believe America is imploding from the inside. It doesn't bother me because I'm kingdom first. In fact, I'm, you know, I tell people I'm probably more pro-Israel uh, than, uh, than America Sometimes. Because whenever America has gone and made policies against Israel, I'm going to take Israel's side. I wish I could get into that. But you can reference Joel 3. You can reference Genesis twelve three, Or you can come see me if that's offended, offensive to you. I want you to understand this, church, and, and, and this is for spiritual warfare. You, need, you have to grasp this. When the, when the enemy attacks from the outside, it causes unity. When the enemy attacks from the outside, it causes unity. Unity. When the enemy attacks from the outside, the church, it causes revival. What happened in Rome when Nero was killing people and hunting them down like animals, persecuting Christians, the church exploded. What's happening in Iran right now, the church is the fastest growing church in the world in the country of Iran right now. You need to write this down. Uh, Sheep Among Wolves, Volume 2. Go YouTube it, go watch it, and you'll see what's happening. Revival's happening, but we're dead. as a nation. So the enemy knows when he attacks from the outside, it's going to bring unity. Here's what I want you to understand. The enemy prefers to attack from the inside. The enemy, you you probably need to write that down, disciple, he prefers to attack from the inside. The enemy has seen what happens when we're struck from the outside, and that's not his preference. So we need to be awake as kingdom people, because when we see what's going on in the world, understand there's a creeping into here, the church The kingdom of God. The place where the king rules and reigns. And we have to begin to look out and see what's going on. And so today, look, we have to be serious about becoming and making disciples. We have to begin to grow in our level of discernment so that we can really see, okay, what is really going on? Because I think and myself included, that we've been under deception because we've not been aware spiritually, and we just don't have that freedom anymore. I want you to turn to Luke 21, please. Luke 21. This is Jesus talking, and he's talking to his disciples about the last days because they were asking him. And this is a prophetic word that we see coming true right now in our time. And so we need to be aware as disciples, as followers of Jesus, because Amos 3.7 says God doesn't do anything unless he first tells the prophets. So God is moving, but a lot of us are sleeping, and so we need to discern what's really going on. Ephesians 6, it says, that our battle is not against flesh and blood. We would have thought the whole battle was against flesh and blood. But it's against powers and principalities and rulers and authorities in high places. First John 4, 1 John 4.1. Test the spirits to see whether they're from God or not because there's The Antichrist spirit is already out in the world. That's 1 John 4.1. 1 Thessalonians 5. Test the spirits to see whether or not they're from God. You hold fast to what is good, which means not everything that everyone says in church or in the world will be good, will be right, so you have to discern. You have to test. It's not an option for a disciple. It's a command. We have to move off to days where I feel like this, I feel like that. And say, okay, what is the Spirit saying? What is the Spirit saying? Holy Spirit, what are you saying? You are the Spirit of truth that Jesus said would lead me and guide me into what? All truth. And so Luke 21.8, we need greater discernment, highlight it. See that you are not led astray. Who is he talking to? His disciples. His disciples. You can be deceived. You might want to write that down. Some of you don't think you can. I can be deceived. I have been deceived. I have come under deception. This is why we need the body of Christ where we test it before we make decisions, we test it with our community. What are they saying? Holy Spirit, there should be a witness. Uh, uh, Romans uh, 8, 16, it says there's a witness in your spirit. Is there a witness in your spirit before you move? Jesus said, my sheep, they know my voice, a stranger's voice they will not follow. Are you saying, God, I don't want to follow the voice of the stranger before I move on this, but I believe it's you, Jesus. Are you putting your finger on John 10, verse 5, where Jesus promises you'll not follow the voice of a stranger before you move? Are you testing things? Christian, if you don't, you will be deceived in these last days. Quote, unquote, Jesus. It's not me that's saying it. When you read all of the end times stuff from 1 Thessalonians, Revelation, Matthew 24, Luke 21, just everything that talks about the second coming. And by the way, church, let me just tell you this. Jesus spoke more about the second coming than he did his first coming. He rebuked the Pharisees for not recognizing the signs of the time. And so this is a wake-up call for us. This is a wake-up call for the church that we really look and we really see. What's going on? Next uh, verse 8, it says, For many will come in my name, saying, I am he. The time is at hand. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and, and tumults, do not be terrified. For these things must first take place, but the end will not be at once. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. You can, you can also put people groups against people groups. There's going to be great division that's happening within and among nations as well. Not just nation against nation. There will be great earthquakes, various places, famines, and then highlight that, pestilences. The whole world is under pestilent watch right now, right? And there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. I believe that's talking about Revelation, but that's another time. So that part there, we can look at our nation, just our nation, and say, wow, is it people groups against people groups? Yeah. Is it getting better or worse? It's getting worse. It's gotten worse since 9-11. Factions, right? Justified or not, that's not the point right now. The factions, the division, the hatred, the vitriol, right? Democrat, Republican used to be able to go out for coffee. Now, uh, ain't happening. Factions, people against people. People group against people group. Earthquakes. Think of how our world is right now. Haiti had a, a, a big earthquake recently, right? What happened in 2010? The whole world went after it. What have we done now? Like, nobody's even talking about that. Why? Because there's so much drama. There's so much drama. I've, I've done this before, teaching through this, where I went through the last hundred years of earthquakes. And, and I want you to... Um, Understand, Jesus said, there's a parallel passage here in Matthew 24. So Luke 21, Matthew 24, if you're taking note, you can look it up at your own time. But in Matthew 24, verse 8, Jesus said, when all these things happen and they increase, it's the beginning of birth pains. Well, what is a birth pain? When a woman is in labor and she's about to get birth, there's a a contraction, and then all of a sudden, rest. Contraction, rest, contraction, rest, right? And, And it gets greater in number, greater in frequency, and then the birth comes, and then the birth comes. And so what we are seeing now, when I look at the last 20 years, there is an uptake in all of this stuff, and it's not decreasing. In fact, I could have never imagined the pestilence that we have with COVID. I couldn't even, I can't even imagine that it's like what it is right now in our world. Uh, go ahead and throw that chart up, please, for me. So, if you could just, sh- well, I guess you could leave the 5 to 14 year old. This is like children, actually, if you could shrink it down so they can see it. 52 weeks, ended in April 10, 221. This is how it affects children. The, 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 the one to four-year-olds is the top, okay? And look at COVID. It's 0. 0.02. It's like a near impossibility for a child to die of COVID. And usually, it's a pre existing condition, unfortunately. It's horrible, right, that it happens. We don't want that. And then look at five to 14-year-old. Like, there's a greater chance of a child drowning in America than dying of COVID, and we're living in a nation that is like mandating masks on these little kids. Depression is up. Fear and anxiety is up and their precious little hearts when these are the statistics. The statistics are there's a 99.9 or 0.8 recovery rate from COVID. And, 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 and we, guys, we have to understand what's going on. What is really going on? Why is this stuff happening? I want you to understand something too, and I, and I pray justice will be served in this. But when my wife got COVID, she went to the hospital. They said, go home and drink fluids. Our doctor, excuse me, thanks, honey. Son goes, they send him home, hey, just drink fluids. That's no longer our doctor, by the way. Fired. Why? Because the two people from our congregation that ended up in the hospital with COVID were told this, go home and drink fluids. That is unacceptable with the science that is out that these things, if treated early, that you're not going to die. And there is this fear that's gripped our nation. And, and we, and, and we got to think, okay, wait a minute, this ain't a political thing. Like there's a, there's a doctor that, that has lost zero patients, 7,000 patients, lost zero because he treats them early. And by the way, there's early treatment centers that are open for free for you, and I highly encourage you go there. But listen, biblically, James 5, 16, if there's anyone sick among you, go to the elders. That's your first doctor visit, by the way. That'll make your dad smile because you're actually believing his word. Some, we might not come in your house, but we'll put on the door, on the front door. We'll anoint the door with oil. I'll lay hands on you. I've already had it, actually. So, anyway. They were interviewing a Nazi soldier who said, hey... How did you get these German, the German people to, to, to be complicit in murdering the Jews? How did you make them hate like that? And he says, oh, no, we didn't use hate. We used fear. Fear is a very, very powerful thing. Fear is a very, very divisive thing. And we, we, the people of God, we do not walk with a spirit of fear. Our days are numbered. Every day is written out in God's book for me. I think that's Psalm 139. Every single day. I can't go out before my time. I was reading a story about Richard Richard Wormbrand, who was taken captive by... um, you know, communism and, and Christianity was outlawed in, in Russia. And he was, in, he was tortured and beaten and imprisoned for 20 years. And they put a gun to his face and they were going to blow his, they were going to shoot him. And all of a sudden they pulled the trigger and nothing happened. And then the guy backed up, shot it in the air, the gun worked, then he did it again. And nothing happened. It didn't go off. And he looked at them, he says, you cannot take me out before my time. Then they beat him. But they couldn't take him out. This is who we are. We have to understand what's going on. Look, when I see what just happened in Afghanistan, 20 years we went over there. To remove the people that were dancing and celebrating when the two towers went down 20 years later, we've handed off the country to them. And now they're the ones that are saying who gets on the plane to come back into our nation. It's unbelievable. What's going on now? Do I get offended by that? Do I? No, we've got to step back and look. We've got to step back and look. Why is this stuff happening? Look, critical race theory, it's, it's come to us. But listen, I don't mind talking about that. There is some truth that's there. There is some truth. There has been discrimination and racism. Our country's been complicit, and we have sinned against God, and we've sinned against our brothers and sisters. But sometimes, sometimes, a lot of times, whenever there's a good lie, there's truth in it. So let me explain to you real quick. I'm in a critical race theory conference sitting through it, and here's how it's cast. There's this lake, and you walk by, and you see a fish dead on the side. Something's wrong with the fish, okay? You walk by the next day, and now there's five fish. Hmm, something's wrong with the fish. Then you walk by the next day, and you see all these fish dead on the side. And so you stop saying something's wrong with the fish, and you start saying something's wrong with the what? The lake. So, yeah, that makes sense. But understand, understand what is underneath, underneath the motivating factor. This is why discernment is needed, because when I sat there, that made sense. But then I called on the Holy Spirit and said, horrible analogy. You know why, Chris? You are not a fish. You're the pinnacle of creation. We come into any environment and we change it. We tear down kingdoms, and we set up the kingdom of God. You are not a fish. This analogy makes no sense. No sense. But understand, the majority in that class bought it hook, line, and sinker, and the underlying goal is tear down the system. Tear down the system. Does the system need to be fixed and tweaked? Yeah, Every system will. You know why? Because broken men create broken systems that continue to perpetuate. It is only when the kingdom, God, kingdom of God people come in and begin to be involved, transform, take over, and be the salt and light in the earth where we begin to tear down systems and set up new ones. When the children come here at Urban Youth Impact, they're coming into a kingdom environment. All throughout the week. This is the kingdom here. Not out there, but when you come here, it's the kingdom. And we're called to expand the kingdom of God everywhere we go. And that's going to cause us to begin to change systems. Matthew, I want you to turn to Revelation 13, 15, please. Matthew uh, Revelation thirteen fifteen. 15, while, while you're reading that, understand too, Matthew chapter 24, it says, because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. Jesus, speaking of the last days, because lawlessness increases, the love of many is going to grow cold. We can't allow that to happen, guys. We can't allow our love to grow cold. We cannot give up on those, even those that might be lawless. We have to be people filled with the love of God so we move towards one another with a humility and a grace and a love without, without letting go of the truth because the Jesus is the truth. He's the truth. So we can't bend on that. That would be a false grace and a false love. Revelation 13, 15, it says, and it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast might even speak and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. Also, it causes all, both great, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or on the forehead. And so, guys, this hasn't happened yet. It's coming. Notice. 17 so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark. I want you to highlight that, please. That is the name of the beast or the number of its name. Now, let me just get this out because I got to. <laughs> the, the, the shot, okay, the vac- it's not the mark of the beast, okay? <laughs> so just chill out if you thought I was going there, right? This is why you need discernment. This is why we need discernment. No, what? What? If, you, if you, you have to worship the beast, right? The doctor wasn't making me worship him, you know. Although I didn't get it, by the way, but I'm just saying. It was a, this kind of analogy. But it's a precursor. It's a precursor. Verse seven, 17. You can't buy or sell. Hey, if, 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 you're, if your company is over 100 people, you've got to have this or else you can't work here. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a kind of thing that's thrown out that, look, I'm not getting political. Understand, this is all spiritual right now. You need to wake up. When the towers were attacked, the church was asleep. We built back better. Things are happening. Things are happening right now in our world right now okay, that, that we hardly cannot believe when you think over the past 20 years. We can't believe it. The birth pains are in order, and, 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 and they're happening, and we need to be awake, we need to be aware, we need to be a people of discernment, we need to be people of the text that understand what's really going on. This is going to happen. Some of you are like, well, how's he going to make the beast do that? Well, we see it now. How's he going to make people do that? How's they going to know who has the mark, who doesn't, right? We know. We know. Fifty years ago, Christians were asking, I don't know how this is going to happen. There's no way they could. But we've shut down the whole world over a pandemic that has a 99.9% recovery rate. Or 998 depending where you get your info. We've shut down the whole world. For something. Why? There's things that are at work. The enemy is wanting to cause chaos, division, and unrest so that he can come in. I want you to turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, please. We're taking a thirty thousand foot view today because it just we've got to be serious. Some, you know, listen. If you go to church, it doesn't mean you're a disciple. If you go to take a class, it doesn't mean you're a disciple. Uh, Jesus said, "Go and make disciples." And. The purpose of today is really to just kind of make us aware of what's going on from a 30,000-foot view so, so we can look and see and not be surprised and not be aware because God wants to bring revelation for his people. We are not the children of darkness. We are children of the light, and we have to be able to see through surface stuff to what's behind it because our battle's not against flesh and blood. It's not. It's not. This is a spiritual thing. First Thessalonians 5, three. While people are saying there's peace and security, then sudden destruction, First Thessalonians 5.3, sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains coming upon a pregnant woman. What is that referring to? Matthew chapter 24. Birth pains, birth pains, birth pains. And they will not escape. But you, brothers... Come on, but you, church, you're not in darkness. That day should not surprise you. This stuff that's going on, it shouldn't surprise us. We shouldn't be the the negative Nancys running around town. We should be filled with joy because we see, man, all this is going down, and I'm really, really excited because Scripture says when the enemy comes in like a flood, God raises up a standard. And I can begin to expect that standard, expect it. I expect you, God, to move because things are getting difficult. So I expect a greater weight of glory. I expect a greater discernment from the Holy Spirit of God. I'd expect greater revelation from you, Jesus. We need to walk with that expectation in this time. Getting our mind off the things here but being heavenly focused, Colossians 3, set your mind on things above, not on things below. For you died when Christ died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. You're in Christ. You're seated with him in heavenly places. You're above Ephesians 2.6. You are seated with Christ in heavenly places. You are above everything. You're above everything. So there's no fear. But you, brothers, are not in darkness for that day to surprise you like a thief, for you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. And so I want you to look at verse three there. There is peace and security. Chaos and drama and stuff will continue to happen. Will continue to happen. Why? Why? Because it's getting people ready to cry out for a leader who will bring peace and what? Safety. And there is going to be an Antichrist that comes on the scene and offers peace and safety. We saw this in the last election. Because of the the, the drama and and the chaos and the tweets from one person, There was a group crying out, I just want this to go away. I want it to get back to normal. And again, get off politics right now understand the cry of the heart. We yearn for peace and safety and normality. And let me just tell you, no man will ever get it. 45 or 46 will not give you peace or security. So get off that and get on the king of kings, who is the prince of what? Peace. The world will be crying out for somebody who will give peace and safety, and that's why the chaos, that's why the disorder, that's why the wars and the rumors of wars, it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better, but we are the ones who know what's going on and what time it is. We are the ones. We're not in darkness. We can see it coming, and we've got to be ready. Let me just say this to you young people out here. I encourage you to start your own business. Pray about it. There's a lot of entrepreneurs in our church. Find one. Hey, show me how to start a business. And the reason why is because, hey, you're seeing the precursor again. If you're over 100 employees, right, you have to to get this shot, right? So start your own business. We don't know what's going to happen. We may come to a time and place where we need to barter, where we need to trade, okay? And some of you are like, wow, this guy's like a, a doomsday guy. No, no, no. I'm telling you, you need to start your business right now start your business. Christians, start your business, and your business will succeed. Why will it succeed? Because real Christians are on time. They do what they're told. They have a good attitude, and they work harder than anybody else. That's what Christians do. So we should outshine the rest of the world. Start a business. The second thing, get out of debt. When COVID hit, I said to the church, please get out of debt. Please get out of debt. Make a highway to get out of debt. Please get out of debt, church, because you don't know what's going to happen or hit. And so when you're out of debt, guess what? You're free to give. You're free to serve. I own my own house. Hey, you can't pay rent. Come on in. We don't know what's going to happen, but my job is to get you ready for when it does fall off. Hey, we're ready. We're ready as a church. It's time for us to wake up. We also need to come together as believers, which is why we have house churches. It was shown with COVID when someone was sick and they were in a house church that the whole house church gathered and we bringing meals, were serving, were are loving, we're committed. If you don't have a group that you're banded with, that you're walking with, that's not what happened in the New Testament again persecution came, the New Testament church, God made a way. He always makes a way. He always makes a way. And so if Jesus is true, some of you are like, Chris, this is just like, ugh, you're ruining my Sunday. Listen, this is, this is what scripture says is going to happen, guys. And so if we're not the prepared ones, we're the children of light. And let me just say, if somebody is not a disciple, they're never going to get out of debt because they're consumed with the marketing and, and trying to fit in with the rest of the world and trying to get this and trying to get that. That consumes them, so they're always in debt. They're always throwing it on their credit card. There's no self. So Holy Spirit is self-control. It's learning to be content in everything. True disciples come together in love and are committed to the end no matter what. No matter what. It's who we are. And so, guys, again, on the 19th at 5 o'clock right here, we are going to launch an intense discipleship uh, program, and I, I pray that you come. I pray that you come. Worship team, if you can come up, please. We need to be a people that make disciples. I want you to turn to Psalm 16, please. Psalm 16. Prayer team, if you could come forward as well. After my prayer, after I pray with you, I want to pray uh, Psalm 16 with you because, look, the Jesus is very clear in in Matthew chapter 6. He says, hey, don't worry about tomorrow. Today's got what? Enough trouble of its own. So we are not the people who worry. In fact, in that passage five times, he says, do not be worried, do not anxious, do not anxious, do not... That Christians don't do that. We are the ones who walk with a confidence because our God is with us. And so I just want to pray this. If you could... Uh, open up your Bibles to Psalm 16 and just say, God, yes, I want to walk in Psalm 16. I want to walk out of here in Psalm 16. I want to begin to worship in Psalm 16 as we join and sing together because there's no fear in our lives. God is with us. So verse one, it says, preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. Our refuge is in you, God. It's not in our nation. It's in you, Jesus it's in you I say to the Lord you are my Lord and I have no good apart from you I have no good apart from you God I just humble we humble ourselves now and we just say yes Lord there is nothing good in us apart from you we can do nothing you are good God you alone are good we are not we need you God God we are the saints in the land because of the blood because of the cross you've declared us righteous and holy and saints and we are the saints and we just say yes Lord and we are also excellent excellent Father I pray against any word of discouragement any lie from the enemy that's saying you're not excellent you are speaking a better word over them that will break every chain bring them into your excellence God bring them into the fact that in them all your delight in every believer in yeshua in jesus christ of nazareth all the delight of god is within you all of it all his delight is in you verse 5 god you are my my portion you are my portion I don't want any other portion, God. You are our cup. You are our cup, God. You hold our lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, we have a beautiful inheritance. Thank you, God, that the meek will inherit the earth, and there's nothing that anybody can do about it. What you have appointed and assigned to each one of your disciples, we will get and have in Jesus' name when we walk meek, power under control. So we just say, yes, Lord. Verse seven, I bless you, God, because you give us counsel in the night. You will instruct every believer here. Even when they sleep, they don't have to worry. You are gonna show them. You are gonna come in dreams and visions and different things. You are the one, God. You are the instructor. And we just wanna hear from you, God. We rest in the fact that you're gonna give us what we need when we need it. Verse eight, God, we just set you before us right now. We want to walk in your presence and because you are at our right hand we will not be shaken we cannot be shaken we've received a kingdom that cannot be shaken and we are called to root up and tear down every 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 kingdom that is against you thank you god that you're going to do it in our lives but father i pray for joy now and a gladness that our whole being will rejoice now as we just get up and as we worship you now because we are so secure in you, God. Nothing can snatch you out of our hand. You are for us, God. And if you are for us, who can be against us? You will not abandon our soul to Sheol. You will not allow us to see corruption. We can't die because we are the resurrected ones who walk in the resurrection and the life. We are yours, God. We cannot be defeated. We cannot lose. We have the victory. We've already won. You've given us authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and all kinds of things. And nothing will harm us, God, because you are with us. Verse 11, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there's a fullness of joy, God. I want to know more what that means, Father. Fullness, fullness, fullness in Jesus' name. And at your right hand, our pleasures evermore. God, may we walk in Psalm 16 as a people. Help us to get our swag back as a church. We are the ones that are the light, not in darkness. We are the ones with the answers. We are the ones of the truth. We are the people of God that have this name, Jesus. And there's only one name on heaven and earth by which a man can be saved, and that name is Jesus. And so, God, I pray that you, you would just come and have your way in your people. In Christ's name, amen. Thanks for visiting us today. Make sure to check us out online at www.bowdownchurch.com.